the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. And hello again, I'm Jonathan Sanborn. And I'm Lisa Jernigan. We don't usually share our last names very often. I know. I only did because you did. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's, go- he's going for it. I'm going all in. I guess, you know, I, I, people call me John for a while. And there's, then I find out. Then I, and then so I said, I'm going to be Jonathan. I, I had this, like, reinvent myself right. phase. Yeah. I only know you as Jonathan. Yeah. And so it, that, it feels I, weird to call that's you where John. I was born. And that's what my mom calls me. But I had a decade, a couple decades where I was John or I allowed it. Yes. Yes. And then I, I, I then wanted a new face, it. start a new thing, and I'm wearing a suit. I'm all legit again. I'm re, you know, midlife crisis. Right. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. And there we. And then so now, but then some. And now then today I, you're then I'm Jonathan mid- Sanborn. Because then I realize I'm. I know like three Jonathans now, and that bothers me deeply. <laughs> no, because there's not very many people. I know you thought you were unique, right? You think you are. <laughs> I don't know, but it keeps me humble. You, right. Your name doesn't make you unique, really. No. Name's, you know, it's no. who you are. It's, it's who what you God are. calls you. And you are unique. Yes. Can I just tell you that? Oh, stop. In all the best of ways. Oh, stop. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping to get a little dirt on you today. <laughs> you know why she's saying you got dirt is because in studio is Josue Sanchez. Hello, Josue. Speaking of unique names, Josue. <laughs> Josue. I love saying every, that. It just kind of rolls off your every, tongue. Josue. Everyone and their mama wants to call you Jose. I know. And it, you must get that every day. Yeah, I, I'm used to it. Since since I was a child, my name was Joe Sue, Joe Swa, Jose, <laughs> Jose. Um, yeah, Josue. It's Joshua in Spanish. So Joshua that's, in that's Spanish. How it, yeah, and Jose is is Joe in Spanish. Joseph, yeah, Joseph, but Joshua is so. Josue. Yeah. And so was that does that come from like a biblical like narrative? Yeah. You're the one chosen um, <laughs> one to lead us yeah. Americans my, Israelites. Um, no, yeah, my my parents, you know, they they wanted a biblical name, so yeah. they went for the best one. <laughs> Very <laughs> That's a bunch of awesome. <laughs> They're like if we la- if we give him the name, we'll language it into being he'll be this great guy, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So so Hosway is a big deal. Because he's oh, he's rocking the new position. Yep. Josue is the area director for Arizona for Care Portal. That's right. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm I'm proud. I'm I you in, in, the, in the, the You should be proud. In the non all sin comes from pride sense. But the actual like I'm really think it's a good thing yeah. that you're in this role because you're the man. Well, you know, I kind of stepped into your old shoes okay. is kind of how this worked out. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's been an amazing journey. So, um, yeah, amazing things are happening right now. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so how, I got to ask a question. How far back do you two go? Honestly, just last year. Uh-huh. I, met, I met him when he started interviewing me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I hired Josue. And you still came. And he still came. And I still came. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about it a lot. You know, I prayed. Um, yeah, so. No, I bet that would be hard shoes to fill. I mean, good for you. Because I know, I mean, Jonathan does rock. I hate to say this, like all these good things, but I'm sure, yeah, he's a rock star. Yeah. And, yeah. and I know you are, too, well, in your own you. way. So we're looking forward to hearing and starting our interrogation of you yeah. and what's happening. Right. We're going to find out big stuff. <laughs> well, I'm here. So, so before we get into, like, the job uh, and what you're doing, every, this all comes from a context that that's one of the things. I feel, that this, it's, this is, comes from your heart. And so God's story in his, his, in his life has, come, has shaped you for kind of a season or a time such as this. And so yeah. just let's go back to how this, you know, your story a little bit. Yeah, I would say probably the most important thing I've done with my life is adopted my three boys from foster care. Mm. So Care Portal is really connected to that um, in ways that I couldn't have planned. Obviously, um, the Lord has led me in that direction uh, into Care Portal in ways that I didn't plan. But yeah, we were, um, Megan and I, my wife, we decided years ago, you know, we wanted adoption to be part of our story. We saw at the time the foster care crisis in Arizona was really bad. Um, We were close to 20,000 kids in foster care. And so we felt compelled that, you know, why not us? We have an extra room. Um, let's see, let's get our license and let's just see what happened. And at the time it was such a crisis that, um, the day we got our license, we got a phone call. Oh my goodness. Yeah. About a baby in a hospital. Wow. And we went that morning, picked up this baby from the hospital. Uh, we didn't even have a car seat. They gave us a car seat that they just found in a back closet and we brought that baby home and Lo and behold, a few months or about a year later, he became our son. We adopted him. Mm. And similar story with with all my kids. And I'll never forget Sammy. Um, He's our third one. And um, first time I met him, he had tubes coming out of him in the NICU um, here at Phoenix Children's Hospital. Um, Had a feeding tube, just probably four pounds, tiny little thing. Mm. And uh, my heart broke for him. But also my heart broke for his mom mm-hmm. because I knew the story of his mom a little bit because him and that first baby have the same mom. Joseph's and him have the same mom. And she was an aged out foster child. Wow. And so we just saw the cycle repeating mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. She was a foster child. And because of that, she ended up on the street, um, had Sammy um, in prison. And oh. Yeah, and it was just heartbreaking. But um, but that's that's how I'm so connected to the work I do with Care Portal because um, my my heart broke for the child, but also for the, this mother who what if a church or what if someone would have come into her life mm-hmm. at some point and given her the support that she needed. And yes, being a foster parent is beautiful and we need foster parents. Um, but I think the Lord's design is – for the child to have their mom and dad, absolutely, um, mm. that family unit, and so, um, so Care Portal, um, that's what we do. We're passionate about um, prevention, 
keeping kids with their their families, and we do that um, in different ways. So mm-hmm. it's, but yeah, that's that's in a nutshell why I'm so passionate about um, what I do. Mm-hmm. So I often think like like there's a system called Amber Alert, right? Where f- we have that where everyone kind of knows if there's something. I well, there's almost should be some kind of Amber Alert for a youth aging out of the foster care system. Yeah. And like it's like there's some if if you don't know that the 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 trajectory for that population is so bad. Mm-hmm. Um it's almost like a pipeline to either like in your case your mother this mother's what became homeless. So that's addiction, that's mm-hmm. um abuse, that's uh even even human trafficking and very likely they that cycle gets repeated even if if they have children. Um so and so prison and so like it's just all sets up for a failure. But what if that alert comes out and it's like we the church rallies around like that's what we're going to do. That's not going to happen on our watch because yeah. we have we have bedrooms, we have open homes, we have someone to go to on Thanksgiving and someone who can call up to help fix your car. Yeah, you know, yeah. And care care portal is almost like an amber alert in that way. Yeah, because um, the way it works is agencies who are working with um, foster kids, even aged out foster kids, um, they're able to put in a need into the system. And the way, and the way it works is Care Portal is a technology that um, it shares those needs in real time with churches. So a church is alerted right away that, hey, there's a foster child that needs help or this aging out youth needs some um, supplies and churches are able to respond right away. And so, yeah, so that's why... Um, care portals growing um, in our states throughout the country because churches want help and this makes it super easy for them Mm -hmm. to to help Mm -hmm. and so it's been um, just remarkable seeing the stories already that I've experienced um, this last year so wow well what is so good is like churches do want to help but they don't know what the real needs are like they want to make sure that when they engage and do something it's really kind of solving a problem. So that's what I love. You're matching that. Like, here's a real need in real time, and here's a church that can come along and meet that need, which is so beneficial for the church, mm-hmm. too, because I'm speaking from the church side, because you are. You're like, we want to do something. And I, I love the approach, because even what you're saying is, how do we preemptively even help? It's like, yeah, there's a huge need for foster families, but there's also, like, kind of this holistic approach to that, right? Yeah. And And how do we... How do we reach the aging out? How do we help prevent it yeah. before it gets to that point that a child is, has to be taken away from their parents? Yeah, 100%. And even just a recent story from last week, um, we had a family who suddenly um, had to take in um, these children. Um, and they're um, trying to – they're going to adopt them, but, um, but they needed a pool fence that was to code. And so the state said – you cannot adopt these children until this pool fence is up to code. Um, the challenge was is to fix that pool fence was a few thousand dollars, mm. and this family did not have that money. Mm. So the agency was able to put that need into Care Portal. We had a, a church respond, and a business owner fr- from within the church responded and said, we're going to fix up the fence, get it up to code. And as of last week, um, they got news that adoption is going to move forward because Fantastic. a church – responded to a real need in real time. And so we're seeing this over and over again, families, kids um, staying together because 
the church is responding to these needs and they're real vetted needs, as you stated, mm-hmm. Lisa. And that's what's um, been a blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things that I didn't realize. Like you just brought up the illustration of the, uh, this gated, you know, pull, you know, to code can actually stop children from being placed. Sure. And you've heard of like if if a mom just had a bed for a child that like she people lose their children because they don't have a bed. Yep. And that's horrendous. I mean, you don't even I didn't even realize that. Like those are basic needs that are that's easy to take care of mm-hmm. and easy to solve if we know. So I love that you're putting the needs out there so churches people like can respond and go, I can do that. A hundred percent. And it shocked me too, you know, when I started, I didn't realize how how many kids in our state um, don't have a bed mm-hmm. and they're sleeping on the floor. And it's heartbreaking. Um, but the good news is um, so many churches are responding. We're at a place now within um, the state, pretty, almost every request that gets put in by an agency, a church is responding to it. And so um, it's so it's good to see the network uh, growing and it's healthy. Uh, but yeah, kids' lives are being changed. Um, a church recently told me um, when they went to drop off these beds how emotional it was for them because the first thing the little girl said was, Mommy, Mommy, look, I don't have to sleep on the floor anymore. Wow. Mm. And they were just like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just simple things we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and even um, this past weekend I was at a church visiting um, who's doing Care Portal and – um, and a family they've been ministering to through Care Portal um, attended the church for the very first time. Mm. And they were just like amazed that um, it's led to just this community connection beyond just giving them basic needs. Mm. So. What has been the biggest blessing for, for you and your wife and your family with this? Because I know there's a lot of challenges with it. Yeah. But what's been a, like a huge blessing for you guys? Yeah, I think uh, for – us as a family, it's given us uh, – because we were in church ministry for the last uh, 12 years. We have five little ones. So we adopted three from foster care. <laughs> and then the Lord, with his humor, gave us twins. Oh, wow. Biological twins. Wow. Um, so one boy, one girl. Um, and so you know they just turned four, and then our oldest, Joseph, is nine. So we have our hands full. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, and so I have two, and I am maxed out. I was just maxed saying, out, right? wonderful people, wonderful kids, human beings, five. Yeah, That's, you are there, so outnumbered. There, there's days where I I just look and I am looking in the living room and I'm like, there's a lot of kids in here, and I count them and I'm like, yeah, they're all mine. Um, <laughs> That's right. And yeah, you know, the, again, the Lord prepared us for that. My wife, you know, her dream as a child was to be a mom. Um, you know, we we had worked with we've always worked with children most of our lives and 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 youth, um, but yeah, you know, there's days where it's 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 madness, but you know, yeah, um, we we expect that, but yeah, so um, so for us, the blessing has been, um, you know, after being in church ministry for so long, um, you know, and really the 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 type of church we were in for the season we were in with all the kids, it was very taxing on us. To because uh, I was leading multiple ministries, um, and t- sometimes I felt like I was seeing other people's kids way more than my own kids. Wow! And I had to rethink a lot of things at the time. Mm-hmm. And so the blessing has been I've been able to really be with my children way more in this past season, but also 
what's been really neat is I've been able to respond and help out with some of these requests and I've been able to bring my kids along mm-hmm. and they're Real able to awesome. learn so cool. and, and see, wow, we, we're, we're bringing a bed to another kid who doesn't have, why don't they have a bed? And it opens up these conversations with my kids mm-hmm. um, about uh, being generous, about mm-hmm. realizing how blessed we are and being thankful mm-hmm. um, and seeing how excited they are to help as well mm-hmm. has been the biggest blessing for me. Um, because it's opening up their world uh, to mm-hmm. realize, wow, like I'm blessed to be a blessing and I'm, and they're tangibly doing that. Like literally my little son helped me carry a bed into a home and we were building it together. And just the, it's just been a, a beautiful experience. Beautiful teaching moments for your kids because yeah. you're modeling. This is and they'll grow up going, well, this is what you do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just a part of life. So I think that's so beautiful how they. They're a part of it, too. It's not just you and your wife. Mm-hmm. But like, they're part of it, too, bringing them along. Yeah. And, and I think it's so you, – you kids learn from experience, not just what you say. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. they, they're model it, but you, but also they've walked into an apartment or, or a house mm-hmm. that they never would have walked into and see things that they wouldn't have and do something. I mean, there's great opportunities for kids to do, like, hey, let's feed a, fill boxes of food for kids, kids you know, Hungry kids or hungry people, but there's no substitute for experiencing something like that. Yeah, it, and it's great because um, when we have the items too, we'll pray over each each of the items. We'll pray blessing over over the family. So they're learning prayer. They're learning generosity. They're they're learning all sorts of things every time we go and and do one of these. And and what's amazing to them is it's people like in our neighborhood, people like not far away from us yeah. are in these deep need situations. So it opens up their eyes to realize like, okay, there's, there's needs all around us. Let's be aware of it. Yeah. Oh, well, and you tend to think that you're, you're typical, your family and yeah. that everybody has what you have and everybody has the same experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's so good to open kind of the door to the real world and for our kids. Cause I know when we were doing youth ministry back in the day and our kids and we would go on Mexico mission trips that was their favorite thing. And just to see kids and they would come home and I would come home with a deeper appreciation too for yeah. – it's good for everyone just to see outside of your own walls and your own door, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. What what's really going on in the world yeah. in people's lives. Yeah. I think that's so important. I know for me um, that's what was some of the most transformative experiences in my faith walk was getting out of the country and seeing – not only that, oh, the same God is in another country too. Wow, like I knew that in my mind, but to see it mm-hmm. um, just totally transforms you. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, can you share, like, so there's this great need. We've heard this foster, you know, foster families. But if you don't feel called to it, because obviously you and your wife felt called to it. I know my son and daughter-in-law felt called to it. Um, and it is a calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what can people do? Like, how can we, like, people support, the, like, your family that are fostering? How can yeah. we support in different ways? So what are different areas that people can be a part of the solutions and the part of the healing um, in regards to the, to the foster? It's always going to be a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for us, it just meant so much when people would just check in on us. Um, the... The thing about, especially once you adopt these children, um, 
they've been in your life for a few years. Um, people get kind of used to it, you know. Um, oh, it's just their kids, which they are. Um, but w- what we're seeing now is a lot of, like with my kids, um, we're starting to see kind of the aftershock effects of, because they were drug exposed. They were um, born into very difficult situations. Um, and so continuing to check in on families that have adopted and not just assume, oh, it's been years, they're fine, the kids are used mm-hmm. to it. Just mm-hmm. check in, uh, keep checking in. Because it, for us, there's days that it's really hard, challenging uh, to see. Because, um, you know, our oldest son, Joseph, um, he has autism. Mm-hmm. And so that adds a layer yeah. to all the, the other things he um, has going on. But for us, it means so much when people ask, and and, and how are you doing? Hmm. Um, how do you, is there anything I can help you with? Um, and sometimes, you know, that's that's a great question. How what, what do you need? But I think a lot of times we sometimes we don't even know what we need, mm-hmm. um, it, so it's hard to verbalize it. So we really appreciate it when someone just says, you know, I'm going to come and. I'm going to clean clean your kitchen up for you. I'm going to bring you dinner. And just doing those tangible things just mean the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then um, – and I think get involved in your local church. A lot of churches now have ministries to support foster families, um, these children, and even serving your kids' ministry. Like, some, like a lot of parents that are dropping their kids off – our foster parents, and this might be the one time during the week that they have to be able to sit quietly, listen to a sermon without a child um, with sticky fingers and lots of needs yeah. um, grabbing at them. And so serve in your local ministries um, because you don't know the kids, that uh, the families that you're serving, um, how much that means to them. And I know for us that means the world. So those are just simple, practical ways. Um, there, there's a lot of ways um, you can serve directly with the State Department as well um, if you want to kind of get in that way. But even with Care Portal, you know, launch Care Portal in your own church. You know, a, a lot of our churches, it's just a connect group that does it within the church. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to serve these kids without um, having to be a, a foster parent. Yeah. I think we, we hear like the foster crisis and we think, oh, the only way I can get involved is be a foster family. And it's not realistic for a lot of people. But I think we all can do something. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really needs the church and mm-hmm. everybody to do something. Like even if, like you said, drop off a meal, mm-hmm. like find a family that you go, I'm going to kind of take them on. And once a month, I'm going to drop off a meal and ask mm-hmm. them if there's something I can, if I can come in. I, like I said, come in and clean. Yeah. Can I come out and clean your refrigerator out yeah. or something that just – can really boost like because first of all you're saying i see you Mm -hmm. right and that's a big deal it's like you're not forgotten like because that is it's it's a challenge i've watched my own kids so i i admire i respect so highly like you and your wife for just going because it's hard work yeah well thank you and and i think like the idea of this this is not a call situation like a calling it like fostering or going on a mission like overseas and moving you know that can be a calling Loving your neighbor, loving your other people in your church who are fostering. Yeah, that's not a, like maybe I should pray about it. For, that's like you just you that's love. What we do. It's just what we that's do. What love does. Yeah. That's what right. love does. We yeah. just yeah. act on it, 
and maybe God could direct that to other the right circumstances. But yeah. just be willing, just love love people. Yeah, a hundred percent, and especially um, children. You know, children. Um, I've learned so much from my kids, um, especially seeing their strength and what they've been through. Um, and I think the Lord um, shows us so many things about himself through children. Mm-hmm. And so I think finding a way to serve um, these vulnerable kids. Um, I, I've had so many churches come up to me um, about, uh, like even one recently, her husband, not want to serve in church, barely even wants to attend, but all of a sudden they go do this care portal request and he goes into the home, sees this single mom with broken furniture, things that they need, and his heart just swells up with, I got to help them out. Mm-hmm. And he steps in and gets more involved. And it's just incredible. So mm, That's so good. So to get involved, what do people need to do? Yeah. So um, for me – Directly Care Portal, I, I encourage you to just check out the website. Go to careportal.org. Um, maybe you can get your church involved. Um, you can become a responder yourself on, on the website. Or for us here locally, just follow us at uh, Care Portal Arizona on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then also just be aware of the people around you and in your church who you could support, who is doing, like, who can they love on? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And encourage today. I'm so glad we got through everything because now we don't have time for it to get all the dirt on me. I know, oh, I'm so man. disappointed. Oh, my I was, gosh. That was my next point. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, are we done? Oh, wait. Darn it. 60 seconds. <laughs> you you just squeaked by that one. I Let me did. just tell you. <laughs> no. Josue is a dear brother. He, I wouldn't, oh, yeah. he wouldn't drag out no. dirt on me. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, I, will, <laughs> I will say, Jonathan – the time I had with you was such a huge blessing and, mm-hmm. and thank you for hiring me yeah. because, <laughs> you know, the Lord is continuing the work that really you started and pioneered mm-hmm. here the last five years. And so I get to continue that work. So appreciate you, brother. Uh, appreciate you too. Love you, man. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace. Educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.